Welcome to this weekly audio digest edition of the Evening Times from Monday the 7th to Thursday the 10th of January 2019. Read by volunteers at Q&A Review Print Speaking to the Blind at our studios in the Fisherbrake Media Centre. The headlines in part one. Protesters in Glasgow to demand Abelio to be stripped of Scotland contract. Craig Moore, Tom Rogic could still move onto a club in England or Europe. Glasgow's bridge repairs backlog tops 50 million. Glasgow's motorways grind to a halt as workers rush back after festive break. Person hit by train near Glasgow. Emergency services rush to Drumchapel after stabbing. Number of school placing requests knocked back by council's highest record in seven years. Over 1,500 signed petition to save East End swimming pool following leaked draft budget proposals. Warning to shoppers after thieves steal handbags at Silverburn Tesco over Christmas. The Evening Times. News. Recorded on the 7th of January, 2019. Body found underneath railway bridge in Glasgow's East End. From the Evening Times Online. A body has been found underneath a railway bridge in Glasgow's East End. Emergency services were called to the scene on the M80 near Junction 1 around 9.10am on Sunday morning. The body was found underneath the bridge, close to the Proven Mill area of the city. Police have closed one lane of the road while inquiries are carried out. No further details on the find have been released. A passing motorist said specialist screens had been erected on the site. A spokeswoman for Police Scotland said around 9.10am police were called to a report of a body found underneath a bridge on the M80 close to Junction 1. Restrictions are in place and officers remain on the scene. Traffic Scotland said M80 northbound Junction 1 to Junction 2, lane 1 of 2, is closed due to a police incident. Traffic is currently coping well. From the Evening Times Online. Glasgow's furniture shop to close its doors this weekend. Barrowland Ballroom would give anything to host Billy Conley gig. Oliver Burke signs for Celtic on loan from West Brom until end of season. Pitt Street Police HQ to be demolished to increase Glasgow City Centre's population. Craig Moore, Tom Rogic could still move onto a club in England or Europe. Jermaine Defoe, Rangers confirmed striker set for 18-month loan. Craig Moore. Scottish title hopefuls Rangers will only get better in the second half of 2018-19 campaign. Royal disruption between Motherwell and Cumbernauld expected to last until noon. Police investigating break-in at Sir Paul McCartney's home as he heads to play in Glasgow. Glasgow to brace itself for blizzards as weather warning issued. Wedding venue steps in to help Glasgow couples as luxury hotels go into administration. Dippy in Glasgow. Win your school a chance to see the world-famous dinosaur in the city first. Public must share blame for GP staffing crisis because patients abuse the system. This is an article from the Evening Times. 7th of January 2019. Protesters in Glasgow to demand Abelio to be stripped of Scotrail contract. The demonstration organised by TSSA Rail Union is urging the Scottish Government to take action after months of delays and cancellations to trains in Scotland. TSSA volunteers and other campaigners will be at Glasgow Central on Monday morning and Union leader Manuel Cortes said passengers are rightly angry at the way Scotrail has let them down. 2019 started with yet more late and cancelled trains and overcrowding is an all-time high. Blame belongs with Belio and their team of senior managers. Poor planning, deliberate unstaffing of the railway and trying to do things on a cheap and not the fault of our members who do their best in tough circumstances. 
But Scottville also fails because of the systemic problems visited on it by the now beyond broken experiment with privatisation of real companies and rolling stock. In December, Scottville were instructed by the Scottish Government to submit a plan for how it would address falling performance levels. However, the decision was criticised by Mr Cortes who blasted Transport Secretary Michael Matheson, who he claims he reneged on the procedure Hamza Youth's willingness to break the Abilio franchise this March. He added, when there could have been light at the end of a tunnel after months of misery, Matheson has done no more than ask Abilio for yet another plan which will take two months to arrive before anything gets done. Scottish passengers deserve better than that. Under public ownership, not only could ticket prices come down, but investment in rolling stock and staff would go up. A publicly owned Scott Rail would reinvest the profits back into running a railway. A Scottish Government spokesman said rail remains a reserved matter under the Scotland Act until this changes. We cannot consider the full range of options for running a railways in Scotland in a way which best suits our passengers, free providers and communities. That is why we are here yet again calling on the UK Government through its real review to devolve all real matters to the Scottish Ministers. Anyone with a genuine interest is improving our railways should get behind this. Unique in UK, the Scottish Government has secured powers to accept bids for future rail franchises. In Scotland, from public sector organisations through the Scotland Act 2016, this was after repeatedly being denied that right by successive Labour and Conservative governments. Scottish Labour said they would have campaigners joining union members at a demonstration in Glasgow. The party's transport spokesman Colin Smith, MSP, said it's time to hit the brakes on rail privatisation. Hard-pressed passengers have just seen a rip-off fare rise following months of poor services, with late-running overcrowded trains. The SNP claimed this was a worldly dealer with, but it's clear that more and more people are being persuaded by Labour's plans for public ownership. That's why all across Scotland today our activists will be out at local train stations with a clear and simple message. Labour will take our railways back into the public hands. This is an article from the Evening Times, 7th of January 2019. Craig Moore, Tom Rogic could still move onto a club in England or Europe. Former Rangers captain Moore helped Rogic when the playmaker was starting out on his career in his role as an elite player mentor with the Australian Football Federation. He has been delighted to see his competitor become a key man for Scottish champions both domestically and in Europe during the last three seasons. Roger, who turned 26 last month, was tipped to depart last season after turning down an initial contract offer from Celtic and was linked with moves to both Ernsdale and Southampton. However, the player, who was currently aware of his country at the Asian Cup and United Arab Emirates, agreed to a lucrative new five-year deal in May. Moore, who has played for Crystal Palace and Newcastle United in England, as well as Bosnia in Germany, feels he could still try his luck abroad in seasons to come. This is an article from the Evening Times. 7th of January 2019. Glasgow's bridge repairs backlog tops 50 million. 
The local authority area has Scotland's single biggest bill of repairs and inspections on its bridges, according to the RAC Foundation. Ten of its bridges are officially substandard, meaning they have rate restrictions on their use. The monitoring organisation complied the figures across Scotland's 32 council areas. It found Scottish councils have run up to a total maintenance backlog of more than half a billion pounds on their road bridges. The new figures show that total work bank on 14,000 local authority bridges has more than doubled in the last three years to around 550 million. This is part of a 6.7 billion UK ride bill that grows with every year as austerity forces councils into tough spending decisions. The new numbers were described as a worrying sign of a wider state of Britain's world by the motoring charity which complied them, the RAC Foundation. They come on top of an estimated maintenance backlog bill of nearly one million of bridges on Scotland's trunk roads. Bill Barker, Secretary of Scots, the body that represents Council's ward engineers, stressed that the substandard bridges were not safe. Some 3% of council bridges are subject to such rate restrictions and 42 are scheduled to be upgraded over the next five years. Mr Barker said the design life of modern bridge is 120 years and many councils have heritage structures built in the early 1800s and still carrying traffic. For recent history of ever deeper cuts to council funding will obviously have affected bridge maintenance as it has other infrastructure maintenance. However, each council will have had to make current decisions against long history of previous decisions. The Evening Times News Recorded on the 7th of January 2019 Glasgow's motorway is grind to a halt as workers rush back after festive break by senior digital journalist Aftab Ali. Glasgow's motorway network is seeing congestion this morning as workers rush back to work following the festive break. Traffic Scotland highlighted various routes on Twitter just after 7.30am in and around the city where traffic has been grinding to a halt. The routes affected so far are the M8, M80 and M77. The Traffic Scotland team said, looking very busy at various points throughout Glasgow on the motorway network with queues on the M8 through the city and eastbound past the airport. Slow also on the M80 northbound and on the M77 northbound towards Glasgow. As of 9.15am traffic was still heavy. By senior digital journalist Aftab Ali. This is an article from the Evening Times. 7th of January 2019. Person hit by train near Glasgow. Scotland announced there would be a disruption to services due to an incident. A number of trains between Kilwin and Johnston and Glasgow Central and Air have been cancelled or delayed or reversed. Ticket acceptance is in place on certain McGill bus routes. Passengers have been advised to check the firm's website for travel updates. If you are blind or partially sighted, or know somebody who is, they may be eligible to receive a BWBF Sonata Plus internet radio, where our daily podcasts are available. To qualify for a free permanent loan from BWBF, you need to be resident in the UK, registered blind or partially sighted, over the age of 8, and in receipt of a means-tested benefit, or have a parent or guardian in receipt if you are under 18. If you think you qualify, you can find your local agent at www.blind.org.uk and remember, when setting up the player, ask for the Q and Review channels. Now, back to the main programme.
The Evening Times News Recorded on the 7th of January 2019 Emergency services rushed to Drum Chapel after stabbing By Maxine MacArthur A person has reportedly been stabbed in Drum Chapel Emergency services rushed to Drumry Road East Following reports a man had been injured outside the 101 off sales The cul-de-sac which includes the shop and free businesses, is closed off to the public. Social media reports claim the man was stabbed earlier this evening. A Police Scotland spokesman said, Around 7.10pm, police were called to a report of a man having been injured during a disturbance on Drumry Road East. He was taken by ambulance to the Queen Elizabeth University Hospital, where his condition is as yet unknown. Officers are still on the scene and an investigation into the exact circumstances is underway. Community group Drum Chapel Life, so far, took to social media to warn people to stay away from the area. It is not known if the person was badly injured. The Scottish Ambulance Service could not be reached for comment. By Maxine MacArthur. This is an article from the Evening Times. 7th of January 2019. Number of school placing requests knocked back by council's highest record in seven years. A total of 66 applications to either change school or attend school outside of a child's catchment area has been refused in 2019. The figure represents a sharp rise from the 15 rejected the year prior and it is 10.5% of the total amount, 627 requested this year. The number of requests made in higher schools stood at 45, while the number of primaries were 21. No placing requests have been recorded for additional support needs schools this year. Renfrewshire Council data shows a refusal tally this year is the highest record since 84, when knocked back in 2011 to 2012. The Council has a duty to grant placing requests in the schools wherever possible, but cannot always do so. The size of the school, current role and number of children already living in the catchment area affects the council's ability to grant a place and request. Of the 66 applications knocked back this year, 60 decisions were made because accepting a request would prevent the council reversing a place for a child likely to move into a catchment during the school year. The remaining six were refused because it would be considered seriously torrential to the community Requests may also be refused if new pupils mean a school needs to employ an extra teacher or spend more money or if education in the school is not considered suitable for the age or ability of a child. Pupils may also be refused if a council believes a pupil would disturb the order and discipline in the school or the educational well-being of another child. The total number of requests granted this year stands at 534, while 27 were withdrawn during the process. Last year, 658 were granted, and in 2016 to 2017, 543 were accepted. The most popular schools were Wellaston Primary School, which received 39 and 38 requests, respectively. The secondary school in Houston has been pick of the most placed requests consistently since 2010, when Paisley Grammar School received more. Marston Primary School has the highest number of knockbacks among its peers, with 17 of 38 refused. However, the academic year is still ongoing, and these figures could change. Decisions and placing requests are made by Council's Director of Children's Services, Peter McLeod. The Evening Times News, recorded on the 7th of January 2019. 
Over 1,500 signed petition to save East End swimming pool following leaked draft budget proposals. From the Evening Times Online. Over 1,500 people have signed a petition to save an East End swimming pool from closure. As previously reported by the Evening Times, Whitehill Pool in Deniston is one of several sports facilities potentially facing closure. Leaked draft budget options seen by the Evening Times declared dozens of vital city services could be in the firing line when councillors meet to discuss spending plans for the year ahead. Ahead of any budget being proposed, the Glasgow Whitehill Amateur Swimming Club, which formed in 1977 and has over 200 members, have taken action to protect the, the beloved facility. A petition posted online reads, While these are only options at this stage, Whitehill Swimming Club is anxious about the future of the pool and as such the club itself. We urge you to make every effort to attend the Deniston Community Council meeting on January 8th at 7pm in Deniston Library, 2A Craig Park, Deniston, G312NA. The three local councillors will be in attendance and this gives an ideal opportunity to share your thoughts on these proposals and also to display how vital Whitehill Swimming Club is, not just to local residents, but children and adults across the city. Barley, a sports centre, Billy Houston Bowls, Drum Chapel Pool, Lister Street Bowls, Glenfield, Rutch Hill Golf, Hag Hill, Ibrooks, John Paul, Lock End and Stepford are all also under threat. Proposals could also include a review of sports venue opening hours. Glasgow City Council have said that the leaked documents do not constitute any group's proposed budget. Adding, like any other year, officers from across the council family are working up a wide range of options and costings for members of all political groups. This is a technical exercise designed to help members consider the value and also the impact of potential investments or savings. The options do not constitute any group's proposed budget and it is normal for options to be reviewed and refined over a number of weeks and months prior to members deciding if they wish to include any of them in their proposals. From the Evening Times Online. This is an article from the Evening Times. 7th of January 2019. Warning to shoppers after thieves steal handbags at Silverburn Tesco over Christmas. Police have issued a warning in light of four separate incidents of handbags being stolen in Tesco Silverburn. Thieves struck between Christmas Eve and January 3rd at a shop on Barhead Road. Inquiries into the incidents are ongoing. Tesco Silverburn Community Facebook page issued their own advice to customers following the incidents. In a post shared more than 1,500 times, the staff wrote our security team are working alongside the local police to try and catch this vile person slash people. But until they are caught, can we remind everyone to keep their handbags in sight at all time? A spokesman for Police Scotland added police are investigating four reported incidents between December 24th and January 3rd, where handbags have been stolen from trolleys in Tesco and Barhead Road. These are opportunist crimes, and therefore we would always advise you that you keep any belongings close by and never leave trolleys unattended. For further information on how to keep your belongings safe, please take five minutes to read the Police Scotland's website. The Evening Times News, recorded on the 7th of January 2019. Body found underneath railway bridge in Glasgow's East End, from the Evening Times Online. A body has been found underneath a railway bridge in Glasgow's East End. Emergency services were called to the scene on the M80 near Junction 1 around 9.10am on Sunday morning. The body was found underneath the bridge, close to the Proven Mill area of the city. Police have closed one lane of the road while inquiries are carried out. No further details on the find have been released. A passing motorist 
said specialist screens had been erected on the site. A spokeswoman for Police Scotland said, around 9.10am, police were called to a report of a body found underneath a bridge on the M80 close to Junction 1. Restrictions are in place and officers remain on the scene. Traffic Scotland said M80 northbound, Junction 1 to Junction 2, Lane 1 of 2, is closed due to a police incident. Traffic is currently coping well. From the Evening Times Online. This is an article from the Evening Times, 7th of January 2019. Glasgow's furniture shop to close its doors this weekend. Annie Moores on Great Western Road announced it would not be renewing its lease when it's up on January 13th. The independent store blamed an uncertain future with High Street Retail for the decision to close the shop, which has stood on a site for a decade. A statement said with a heavy heart, as our lease nears its end, we thought this would be the time to start our Glasgow's closing down end of lease sale, and with that it seems our departure from the Great Western Road. After ten years in Glasgow, we are sad to say goodbye. But with the current uncertain future of high street retail, it may be our prudent decision not to renew our lease. Our staff will be there until Sunday, January 13th, and we would request for all customers with items still to collect from our Glasgow store to please do so by then. The firm's Aberdeen site is to remain open. Remember, this weekly digest programme is just a selection of what we produce. You can access more daily content online for free at qandreview.com forward slash free podcasts. For free daily podcasts of the Herald Scotland and Evening Times and weekly digests of the National and Inside Soap magazine. Alternatively, you can access all of these services via a BWBF Sonata Plus internet radio player. Now, back to the main programme. The Evening Times News, recorded on the 7th of January, 2019. Barrowland Ballroom would give anything to host Billy Conley gig. The Barrowland Ballroom has said it would give anything to host a Sir Billy Conley gig. Late last year, the Big Yen announced he was retiring from live performances, but after a video of him playing went viral, the East End venue has hoped the star will return to the city for a farewell gig one last time. In a tweet, the venue wrote, Would give anything for a Billy Conley show in here. Wonderful to see him still plucking away. Love the Big Yen. Hundreds of fans have already liked and retweeted the post, showing there's still an audience for the funny man. The venue confirmed the comedian has not played on the East End stage before, but it told the fan he frequented here when it was the dancing. Sir Billy is currently starring in his own BBC documentary. This is an article from Evening Times. 7th of January 2019. Oliver Burke signs for Celtic on loan from West Brom until end of season. The former Nottingham Forest and RB Leipzig player will join up with the Hoop squad this week for the winter training camp in Dubai. The 21-year-old winger has been capped five times by the national squad and has made 21 appearances from the Midlands outfit. However, he has not made the starting lineup for West Brom at all this season, making just three league appearances from the bench. He played in two EFL Cup games in August, scoring once. Throughout last season, he was a Scotland regular at under-21 level and scored twice at the 2018 Trillin Tournament. The Evening Times News, recorded on 7th of January 2019. Pitt Street Police HQ to be demolished to increase Glasgow City Centre's population by political correspondent Stuart Patterson. 
Plans to increase the population of Glasgow city centre by thousands move forward next week with the demolition of a landmark building. The old Strathclyde Police HQ building in Pitt Street is coming down to make way for a build-to-rent development of flats for up to 1,000 people. The site will be cleared and replaced with a mix of studios and one to three bedroom apartments across four buildings from 6 to 22 storeys. The Moda development is one of several that are part of a long-term strategy designed to bring new people to live in the city centre to increase the population to 40,000 by 2030. Glasgow has a lower city centre residential population than other European cities of a similar size. As the nature of the city centre changes with retail industry closures leaving empty units, growing the population is hoped to give the streets a new purpose. The council appointed a team three years ago to help develop a city centre living strategy to boost the numbers. It is looking at where is best for new residential developments and if commercial and office buildings could be converted into homes. Other major developments include the Buchanan Wharf plan on the south bank of the Clyde in Tradeston, just a walk across the squiggly bridge to the city centre. The parish halls in George Street overlooking George Square has planning permission for housing and the Get Living development in High Street has been approved for more than 600 homes for rent. Susan Atkin, leader of the Glasgow City Council, said the new developments will attract new people to live in the centre of the city. She said the city centre in Glasgow is changing to meet changing trends and demands in retail. Leisure and housing and our city centre living strategy is key to our wider plans that will ensure that the area retains its position and becomes an even more attractive location for people to live, work and study in. It is exciting to see the schemes that are either underway or will soon come to the city centre and they reflect the different needs and expectations we now have for city centre living. Some of these developments are at the cutting edge of housing provision in Scotland and will play a crucial role in attracting people from all demographics to the city centre, including families, and provide homes for those who wish to buy and rent. The council is redesigning some key streets to prioritise pedestrians over cars and make the city centre more attractive for people. Glasgow city centre population is less dense than other cities. The city has 4,700 people per square kilometre, and council planners have found that other comparable cities are denser, like Danish capital Copenhagen with 5,600, Rotterdam in the Netherlands 6,500, Irish capital Dublin 9,200 and the largest Dutch city Amsterdam 13,500. The 2030 target for Glasgow is a population density of 6,700. It is hoped that the new large-scale developments will attract others to invest in building property for rent or sale in the city centre. The mode of development called Holland Park, bordering Pitt Street, Holland Street, West George Street and West Regent Street, is hoped will boost the regeneration of the west side of the city centre close to Sucky Hall Street, which has suffered economically with the two fires at the art school and the Victoria's nightclub blaze. The Barclays Buchanan Wharf development will include 300 homes among office and commercial space on the riverfront. The Get Living development will transform derelict land to the east of High Street, connecting the city centre with the east end at Duke Street, and bringing in more people to an area long in need of regeneration. The George Street development, which includes the grandeur of the parish halls and other listed buildings, will create new homes in the heart of the city centre. New Gorbals Housing Association is also developing Phase 2 of the Lorston Living Development of almost 200 homes of Urban Union, just a walk across the River Clyde from the city centre by political correspondent Stuart Patterson. This is an article from the Evening Times. 7th of January 2019. Craig Moore, Tom Rogic 
could still move on to a club in England or Europe. Former Rangers captain Moore helped Roderick when the playmaker was starting out on his career in his role as an elite player mentor with the Australian Football Federation. He has been delighted to see his comparative become a key man for Scottish champions both domestically and in Europe during the last three seasons. Roderick, who turned 26 last month, was tipped to depart last season after turning down an initial contract offer from Celtic and was linked with moves to both Innsdale and Southampton. However, the player, who was currently aware of his country at the Asian Cup and United Arab Emirates, agreed to a lucrative new five-year deal in May. Moore, who has played for Crystal Palace and Newcastle United in England, as well as Bosnia in Germany, feels he could still try his luck abroad in seasons to come. The Evening Times. Sport. Recorded on the 7th of January 2019. Jermaine Defoe, Rangers confirmed striker set for 18-month loan. By Maxime McArthur. Rangers have confirmed Jermaine Defoe has joined the club on an 18-month loan. The English striker, who has 20 goals from 57 international cups, will make the move from English Premier League side AFC Bournemouth. Defoe has scored 162 Premier League goals throughout his 20-year professional career, making 496 appearances. He will take on the role as striker when he joins the Ibrox side. However, the move is subject to international clearance. Jer's manager Stephen Gerrard said, I'm delighted to be able to welcome Jermaine to Rangers. He is an exceptionally talented striker and vastly experienced footballer who has scored goals at every club he has played for. He will be a great addition to our dressing room and we look forward to integrating him into the squad whilst we work in Tenerife over the next week. He began his career at Charlton Athletic before having goal-scoring success for West Ham, Tottenham Hotspur, Portsmouth, Toronto FC, Sunderland and Bournemouth. Director of Football Mark Allen added, It's really helpful to get work on this front done early in the transfer window because it means we should be able to hit the ground running after the winter break. I believe that is vitally important. Defoe is currently the 7th highest scoring striker in English Premier League history and the 6th highest scoring Tottenham Hotspur player of all time. He represented England three times at the World Cup in 2010, scoring once. The striker is the third transfer agreement the Jairs have made in this window already, with pre-contracts signed yesterday for both Jordan Jones and Glenn Kamara. The club thanked AFC Bournemouth for its help and cooperation in securing this transfer and making it possible. By Maxine McArthur The Evening Times Sport Recorded on 7th of January 2019 Craig Moore Scottish title hopefuls Rangers will only get better in second half of 2018-19 campaign by Chief Football Writer Matthew Lindsay. Craig Moore believes Stephen Gerrard has transformed Rangers into Scottish title challengers thanks to his summer recruitment drive and predicted the Ibrox club will only improve further in the second half of the season as his new-look team plays more games together. Former Liverpool and England captain Gerrard brought in no fewer than 15 players, 10 on permanent deals and 5 on loan, in the summer after being appointed manager at the Glasgow Giants and he has wasted no time strengthening his squad further in the January transfer window by signing Kilmarnock winger Jordan Jones and Dundee midfielder Glenn Kamara on pre-contract agreements. Elsewhere, Stephen Davis and Jermaine Defoe are poised to arrive on loan from Southampton and Bournemouth respectively and join their new teammates on their winter training camp in Tenerife this week. Moore, who helped the Govan club complete nine in a row in his first spell at Rangers back in the 1990s, has been impressed by how players like Scott Arfield, Connor Golson and Ryan Kent have performed.
The former Ibert's captain believes having quality options in every position on the park, not least at centre-half, has raised standards at Rangers and is helping them challenge Celtic, who they beat 1-0 last month in the league. What they have got now is strength and depth, he said. What Steven Gerrard has done very, very well is create competition for places. For example, in defence, he has Connor Goldson, Joe Worrell, Gareth McCauley and Nicola Katic. He has too done that in a very short space of time. He brought in 15 players in the summer and they have gelled. He has been very impressive. Hats off to TVG and his backroom staff. They have done a really good job. It is a team that is going to continue to improve. The more time they spend with one another, the more games they play together, the better they will get. By Chief Football Writer Matthew Lindsay. This is an article from the Evening Times. 14th of December 2018. Real disruption between Motherwell and Cumbernauld expected to last until noon. Services from Algive to Cumbernauld via Motherwell will terminate at Motherwell, while services from Cumbernauld to Dalmuir via Motherwell will start at Motherwell. Scotville has requested replacement buses at Motherwell and Cumbernauld to run a bus shuttle service. However, this has not yet been confirmed. Passengers with a smart card may use it on the following services. First bus between Motherwell and Airdrie. McGill's between Cumbernauld and Airdrie. Services between Glasgow Queen Street and Cumbernauld and between Dumbarton Central and Cumbernauld remain unaffected at present. Q and Review Print Speaking to the Blind are a charity based in Bishop Briggs. We're currently looking to recruit volunteer access to audio ambassadors in Eastern Bartonshire to place leaflets and business cards at businesses, shops and amenities in the area and to show the public how to listen to daily and weekly online articles from the Herald Scotland, Evening Times, The National and Inside Soap magazine for free. If you would like to volunteer and become an access to audio ambassador, please contact Michael Rankin on 0141 772 3976 or email aaatl at qandreview.com. That's aaatl at qandreview.com. In addition, we are also recruiting for volunteer readers and technicians. If you're interested in reading or technically supporting a recording team, please contact us on 0141-772-3976 or email information at qreview.com. Details of all of our volunteering opportunities are available on our website at qreview.com. Thank you. Now, back to the main programme. The Evening Times News, recorded on the 14th of December 2018. Police investigating break-in at Sir Paul McCartney's home as he heads to play in Glasgow, by senior digital journalist Aftab Ali. Police are investigating a break-in at Sir Paul McCartney's London home as he heads to perform in Glasgow. Thieves targeted the former Beatles' house in St John's Wood at around 6.20pm on Friday, December 7th. A Scotland Yard spokesman confirmed they were called to a property and found signs of forced entry. No arrests have been made and the investigation continues, they added. It is unknown if the musician, 76, or his wife, Nancy Shevel, were home at the time of the break-in, which came days before Sir Paul played the gig in his hometown of Liverpool on Wednesday. The veteran star performed 38 songs as part of the UK leg of his Freshen Up tour. Sir Paul is due to play at Glasgow's SSE Hydro tonight. This is not the first time a former Beatle has been targeted by burglars. George Harrison was knifed in the chest by an intruder at his Oxfordshire home in December 1999. By senior digital journalist Aftab Ali. This is an article from the Evening Times. 
14th of December 2018. Glasgow to brace itself for blizzards as weather warning issued. The Met Office has warned heavy snow and blizzards could develop across the country with risk of freezing rain. Between 10 to 20 centimetres of snow is expected to fall on Saturday, with forecasters warning some motorists could be left stranded due to travel delays, while rail and translations are also possible. The yellow warning will be in place from 3pm on Saturday to 10am on Sunday. Chief Meteorologist Steve Willington said this weekend weather brings a range of winter hazards with a possibility of heavy snow and blizzards in parts of Scotland and freezing rain from northern parts of the UK. As such, there is a potential for disruption to travel on the roads and possible delays of cancellations to public transport services. So we encourage people to keep an eye on the latest weather forecast and warnings and to take care when travelling. At the moment, the heaviest snow is expected over higher ground in Scotland, with a chance of drifting snow due to strong winds. Snow is also expected to settle at lower levels in Scotland and in parts of northern England, with a risk of freezing rain and ice on Saturday night. Drivers have been warned to follow safety advice as thousands are set to flock the streets for Christmas shopping. If you're planning to travel by rail, air or ferry, please check with your operator before setting off to see if your services have been affected. The Evening Times News recorded on the 14th of December 2018. Wedding venue steps in to help Glasgow couples as luxury hotels go into administration by Holly Lennon. A newly opened wedding venue has stepped in to help couples on the brink of losing their big day after a string of hotels went into administration. Rowbank Hotel has opened its doors to brides-to-be following the sudden closure of Burnhouse Manor Hotel in Beef. We previously told how several Glasgow couples have been forced to cancel their weddings after Halo Hotels Limited and related venues, including the Crowwood House Hotel, went under. Despite the Crowwood House Hotel on Cumbernauld Road still operating, customers have been told by administrators that their money has been lost. James Smith, owner of the Rowbank Hotel, has already managed to accommodate one couple who were jilted by their venue just months before their big day. The businessman said, We have been inundated with different couples who have lost their whole wedding and so far we've managed to get one couple booked in with a discounted rate. I approached the Burnhouse Manor to offer to help their customers who were upset with the situation but they refused me entry. The way they've acted has been shocking, taking thousands of pounds off people knowing this was going to happen and putting it straight into company accounts. It's not the way businesses should be run. An issue with the bank accounts held by bosses at the venues means that those who have booked in advance are unlikely to have their money refunded, as well as those who have paid in cash. Several concerned couples have been forced to contact administrators directly for information on where their money has gone due to employees at the hotel refusing to comment. Paul Robertson, 32 from Cumbernauld, has cancelled his wedding day, despite being told to continue paying for the venue by hotel staff. He said, I spoke to those in charge of the administration and was told I've lost all money paid to the hotel as I went into their main account instead of a separate holding account. If a new owner is found, it's up to them if they want to honour the wedding, as they will be losing money because the wedding funds were paid to the old company. FRP Advisory LLR, Joint Administrators of Beezer Properties, were approached for comment. By Holly Lennon. This is an article from the Evening Times, 14th of December 2018. Dippy in Glasgow, win your school a chance to see the world-famous dinosaur in the city first. The Natural History's museum famous Diplodocus is temporarily moving in the Kelvin Grove Art Gallery Museum as part of a tour around Britain.
The Evening Times has teamed up a Glasgow Knife, the charity which delivers cultural, sporting and learning activities on behalf of the Glasgow Council, to offer school children in the city the opportunity to meet Dippy face to face. The winning class would be the very first people to see Dippy up close in Scotland. The winning class would be the very first people to see Dippy up close in Scotland. The Life Museum at Glasgow is the only Scottish stop on this journey. Anne Innsworth, curator of geology for Glasgow Museums, said we are all excited about Dippy's coming. This is a brilliant once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for us to display a huge dinosaur skeleton, and he will look fantastic in Glasgow's Central Hall. She added, as the only Scottish venue, we hope it will bring visitors from all across the country. Dippy is a similar kind of dinosaur to ones that were living in Scotland during the Jurassic period. The winning class will be first to see the 26 metre long dinosaur on field on the opening day and the winning pupils will have the chance to take part in the special Dippy related activities including fossil making and badge design. All you have to do to be in a chance of winning a special prize is tell us in no more than 100 words why your dino draft class deserves to meet Dippy. Don't forget to include your name, school's name and how many children are in the class. Please note the winning class must be available to attend the opening ceremony on January 22nd and must make their own way to the museum and arrive no later than 7.45am. Send us your competition entry to Dippy the Dinosaur Competition C forward slash O and Forretum features desk evening times 200 Renfield Street, Glasgow G2 3QB to arrive by 5pm on January 12th. For more information, email Anne Foreman at heraldandeveningtimes.co.uk The Evening Times News recorded on the 14th of December 2018. Public must share blame for GP staffing crisis because patients abuse the system. By senior reporter Caroline Wilson. The public must share the blame for the out-of-hours GP staffing crisis because patients are abusing the system. A health source who works closely with on-call doctors said many come out of the woodwork to volunteer for extra work on Christmas Day because they can expect to earn around £1,000 a shift. He said problems recruiting work at Glasgow's out-of-hours clinics was partly down to the conditions medics are working under. He blamed patients going straight to centres without phoning NHS 24 and turning up with minor complaints which could be solved with paracetamol and calpol. The Evening Times told how two out-of-hours services at Easter House and the Queen Elizabeth University Hospital were forced to close on Saturday, December 1st due to staff shortages. It is understood the Easter House service may have to shut completely because of the problem. NHS Greater Glasgow and Clyde is currently carrying out a review of all emergency out-of-hours services. The NHS source said the situation could be helped by adopting a system operating in Hamilton and Lanarkshire whereby patients are offered an appointment when they call NHS 24 rather than told to turn up at centres and wait. He said obviously the doctors want more money, but it's also about the working conditions. When a doctor walks in and sees what's in front of him, the system is being abused by the public. There are people who go to out-of-hours clinics without phoning NHS 24. You can go to the supermarket and get a packet of paracetamol or calpol for a child, but you can't get it for free. Over the festive period, the doctors all come out of the woodwork. They are getting paid £1,000 a shift. Some of them do a double shift. I'm not saying they don't deserve it. I respect the fact that many of them work their socks off. The system is struggling and it's been struggling for years and it needs to change. If you go to the Victoria Hospital, you have to wait for a patient to come out before you can go in. The service at the QEUH 
has had to close quite a number of times. There has been a rumour for a while that the Easter House services was going to go. In Lanarkshire, there is a system where you are allocated a time slot. We should be adopting the same system. Dr Andrew Bleast, chair of the BMA's Scottish GP committee, SGPC, said, There can be no doubt that recruitment and retention issues persist for GPs across Scotland, and this clearly has a large impact on out-of-hour services. Of course, this can mean covering out-of-hour shifts can be a challenge, and that costs associated with doing so reflect that. A spokeswoman for NHS GGC said, We would remind any patient not to attend a GP out-of-hour service without first calling NHS 24, who will direct them to most appropriate healthcare service for their needs. By senior reporter Caroline Wilson. This is the end of part one. After a short break, we'll be coming back in part two with more great articles from the Evening Times. Visually impaired people are being invited to see if they are eligible for a free, specially adapted radio from a charity. The British Wireless for the Blind Fund, BWBF, provides the equipment to those with sight loss around the UK who meet its criteria. Radio is a lifeline to those who are blind and partially sighted, providing companionship and helping them to keep in touch with what's going on in the world, as well as in the local community. BWBF offers equipment free of charge to those who have sight loss and are in receipt of a means-tested benefit. BWBF is launching its Reaching Out campaign to try and increase awareness about their equipment and help more people who are blind and partially sighted. Our regional development manager, Sophie Weldon, said... Our radios are designed so that a person with sight loss can use them easily and independently. All equipment is delivered to the home by a volunteer who sets it all up and provides support in using it. We offer a range of equipment, digital radios, CD players, memory stick players, internet radio and even a specially designed app. Our radios are vital to someone who cannot see. They provide news, information and entertainment, but also more importantly companionship and a friendly service. If you or someone you know is interested in a BWBF radio, please contact Sophie Weldon at sophie at blind.org.uk. That is S-O-P-H-I-E at B-L-I-N-D dot org dot UK or phone 01283 That's 01283-790-208 or on 07540 that is 07540-724-063. To find out more about the British Wireless for the Blind Fund, follow us on Twitter at British Wireless, like us on Facebook, or go to blind.org.uk. Now, back to the main programme. Welcome back. The headlines in part two. Glasgow has less potholes than at least three other Scottish council areas, including Hotspot Edinburgh. Dippy in Glasgow, win the first chance to see him. Rapid Vienna 1, Rangers 0. Late Dijan, Lubisi strike. Send Stephen Gerrard's side crashing out of Europe. Thousands more homes could be set for airplane noise in solution. Richard Madden, sister of bodyguard actor, speechless at his Golden Globe. Connor Culper. Girl jailed for life after knifing lad to death at Holytown party. Connor Goldson, Rangers won't be afraid of a title challenge with Defoe and Davis on board at Ibrox. Labour call for collective support, 
Springburn site jobs affected. Neighbour recorded thumping noises coming from Castlemilk flat on night of alleged murder. Councillors joined forces in bid to seek ban on sale of fireworks. Park Circus doctor clung on to car as Drumchapel thug tried to steal it in violent robbery. Redden Venue steps in to help Glasgow couples as luxury hotel goes into administration. Glasgow pub lauders working towards reopening a year after being closed by Victoria's nightclub fire. Callum McGregor don't call us lucky when we got out a group of nine points. Mass meeting called in battle to save Whitehill Pool from closure threat. Police investigating break-in at Sir Paul McCartney's home as he heads to play in Glasgow. Craig Moore, Scottish title hopefuls Rangers will only get better in the second half of 2018-19 campaign. Evening Times News Recorded on the 8th of January 2019 Glasgow has less potholes than at least three other Scottish council areas, including Hotspot Edinburgh, by senior reporter Caroline Wilson. Glasgow's roads have less potholes than at least three other Scottish council areas, new figures suggest. There were 36,469 reports of individual potholes from 2015 to 2018, well behind Edinburgh, which recorded 112,619. Dumfries and Galloway, where 83,251 were logged, and Dundee, which had 41,976. Edinburgh was overall pothole capital of the UK, with 73 per kilometre of road being reported on average from January 2015 to April 2018. Across the UK, more than a million potholes have been recorded by local authorities on Britain's roads each year since 2015, with an astonishing 1 million 88,965 potholes being reported in 2016. This data was obtained following a Freedom of Information request by Yorkshire-based insurance provider The Insurance Emporium to 205 local authorities, 175 of whom responded. The Evening Times launched a campaign last year highlighting Glasgow's worst potholes, which led to a 156% surge in reports to the council. During 2017-18, some 335 pothole damage and injury claims were filed against local authorities. Personal and dental injuries to cyclists accounted for 16% of these, and damage to the bike 26%. The chances of successfully claiming for damage or injury after hitting a pothole seem pretty low however, with just 9% prevailing. Over 2017, Glasgow City Council were notified about five incidents when bikes were damaged by potholes, with one case recorded last year. The research also shows that Glasgow City Council spent 2 million £333,700 on the city's roads last year, compared to £4,222,500 in 2014-15. Professor Nicholas Tom of Nottingham University, a UK pothole expert, said potholes are not an inevitable fact of life. They are caused by water that gets into the road surface and is then squeezed by the action of high tyre pressures, made worse by freezing and thawing. Very impermeable surfaces, such as hot rolled asphalt, are extremely pothole resistant, but they are more expensive and less nice to drive on. More permeable surfaces, as permitted by Highways England and most local authorities, are cheaper and nicer to drive on until they fall apart from potholes. So the number of potholes per kilometre on a given authority's roads depend not only on the repair budget, repair strategy and the climate, frosts are bad news, but also on a historical policy choice, namely what surfacing materials to use. It is a choice that badly needs to be reviewed. By senior reporter Caroline Wilson. This is an article from the Evening Times. 10th of January 2019. 
Dippy and Glasgow were in the first chance to see him. The evening times have teamed up a Glasgow life in London's Natural History Museum to offer school children in the city a fantastic opportunity. The famous diplodocus skeleton is temporarily moving into Kelvin Grove Museum and Art Gallery later this month as part of his tour around the UK. The reigning class will be the very first people to see Dippy up close in Scotland. The Life Museum at Kelvin Grove is only for Scottish stop on his journey. Our competition winners will be the first to see Dippy unveiled on the opening day and pupils will have the chance to take part in special Dippy related activities including fossil making and badge design. Excitement is already mounting ahead of Dippy's arrival and is officially on his way now, as Glasgow's Museum Curator of Geology Anne Zinsworth explains. A specially equipped van is transporting Dippy to Glasgow from Belfast, where 132,000 people visited the Ulster Museum to see him. The 292 bone structure has been dismantled, carefully packed into 16 crates, and is now making its way to Kelvin Grove ahead of a big reveal on January 22nd. The full skeleton in its displayed pose is an impressive 21.3 metres long, 4.3 metres wide and 4.25 metres high. It will take a specialist team of four NHM technicians and two conservators five days to bring them to life in Glasgow. We are all very excited about Dippy's coming and can't wait to see what it will look like in Kelvin Grove Central Hall, adds Anne. This is a brilliant once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for us to display a huge dinosaur skeleton. Kelvin Grove is home to fossils which show the history of Scotland from around 380 million years ago until the end of the most recent ice age, about 10,000 years ago. The collection includes fossil fish, where it is covered with armour plates, and bony plates of early reptiles which lived in the desert. Anne says one of our most popular exhibits is our own dinosaur cast, a Critosaurus, which was a carnivore dinosaur living at the same time as Dippy, around 150 million years ago, in the same area of North America. Dippy is a similar kind of dinosaur to ones that were living in Scotland during the Jurassic. We only have fragments of these, so it'll be amazing to see the full skeleton. The museum is also home to fascinating fossil plants and rocks around Glasgow. These are tropical plants which grew up in huge swamps, forests at a time, when Glasgow's positions near the equator, says Anne. All you have to do to be in a chance of winning. In no more than a hundred words, why your dino draft class deserves to meet Dippy. Don't forget to include your name, school's name and how many children are in the class. Please note the winning class must be available to attend the opening ceremony on January 22nd and make their own way to the museum and to arrive no later than 7.45am. Send your competition entries to Anne Foreignham at heraldandtimes.co.uk or write to Dippy the Dinosaur Competition, see forward slash or Anne Foreignham features desk Evening Times 200 Renfield Street, Glasgow G2 3QB, to arrive by 5pm on January 12th. The Evening Times Sport, recorded on the 14th of December 2018. Rapid Vienna 1 Rangers nil. Late to Jan, Lubisi strike, St. Stephen Gerrard's side crashing out of Europe, by Chief Football Writer Matthew Lindsay. 
A finish of the quality Rangers had, despite a wholehearted performance in their final Group G game here in Austria, proved unable to produce themselves, brought a painful end to their remarkable European run just six minutes from the end of regulation time. The Ibrox club needed an outright victory against Rapid Vienna in the Alliance Stadium last night to progress to the knockout rounds of the competition and did well enough in the course of the 90 minutes to achieve their objective. Crucially note, they failed to net. When Dijan Lubici linked with his fellow substitute Christoph Nasmulner and slotted beyond Alan McGregor in the 84th minute, a journey that had started five months earlier had seen them visit six countries and take part in no fewer than 14 games was all over. Steven Gerrard and his players, who only came together in the summer, can be proud of their efforts in taking on Shikupi of Macedonia back in July. They certainly put their indifferent domestic form firmly behind them here. And they were applauded off the park at the end by their supporters told its own story. However, their exit to Rapid, who will go into the last 32 draw on Monday instead of them, after finishing second behind Villarreal in their section, still hurt badly. Their opponents, who had defeated 3-1 at home, back at the start of October, were beatable. Rangers' failure to hit the target in the group stages. They were held to goalless draws by both Spartak Moscow and Villarreal in Glasgow has cost them dear. They have only lost two games in the Europa League during their campaign, but there is little margin for error at this high level. There was a large travelling sport inside the Westadian, and flags from Aloha, Burnbank, Bishopton, Easter Ross, Girvan, Kincardine, Paisley and Renfrew were all draped over the front of their section of the ground. A few idiots set off flares during the flag display before kickoff, and one was thrown onto the playing surface. UEFA punishment is likely to follow, but that aside, the match passed without incident in the stands. Gerrard has been scathing about the performance of his players in their 1-1 draw with Dundee at Dens Park on Sunday. Only four of them, McGregor, James Trevernier, Connor Goldson and Ryan Jack, survived. Gerrard sprang a major surprise in his team selection by handing a place in a starting lineup to Ross McCrory in central midfield. The 20-year-old had previously kicked off a game against Air United in the Betfred Cup quarter-final at the end of September and had played less than 45 minutes of competitive football in his three appearances following that. The players the youngster was preferred to could have no complaints about their omissions given their poor displays last week, but it was asking an awful lot of them to come into such a big away game and excel. McCrory performed the holding midfielder role in a 4-1-4-1 formation. He, along with a few of his teammates, was needlessly careless in possession early on, but the poor playing surface may not have helped. He grew in confidence as the game progressed and helped Gareth McCauley and Connor Goldson behind him carry out their defensive duties. Not that they were tested greatly. It was very difficult to see how Rapid could have beaten Spartak Moscow in Russia in their penultimate group game last month. From their showing here, Rangers goalkeeper McGregor wasn't tested whatsoever in the opening 45 minutes. The fact, of course, that the home team only needed a draw may have been a factor. The visitors looked far likelier to open the scoring. Jack suddenly rediscovered his best form in the middle of the park. He pounced on any stray balls, was cool in possession and distributed the ball intelligently. Outside him, Arfield also enjoyed a good night. However, Morales, who quickly, in his inimitable fashion, took an exception to a challenge from opposition centre-half, Matteo Barak, was denied any decent service in the first half. Still, the temperamental striker dropped deep to win the ball and worked tirelessly to create an opening. Borna Barizic, preferred to both John Flanagan and Andy Halliday, tried his luck with a free kick in the 16th minute after Barak had brought down Morales within shooting range, but rapid keeper Richard Strabinger saved the weak effort easily. Italian referee Paolo Mazzolini awarded Rangers another free kick just outside the rapid area five minutes later when Bolli Bolingoli handled the Trevenier cross. 
The captain whipped a delivery into the six-yard box, and Goldson met it with a powerful header. He was only denied by the crossbar. Rapid manager Dietmar Gubauer put on Christoph Nasmolner for Thomas Merg, who had been ineffectual playing. Just off his lone striker Veton Berisha, at the start of the second half, the replacement got a shot on target, the first by his side, in the 52nd minute, but McGregor was equal to it, and the match remained goalless. Rangers now continued to threaten. Arfield had an attempted cleared. Morels looked dangerous in the final third. Middleton had a cross-shelled upfield to safety, and Lasana Koulibaly chipped over. As the match wore on, Gerrard withdrew the disappointing Koulibaly and put on Eros Gresda and removed Jack and replaced him with Kyle Lafferty in an attempt to get the goal his side so desperately needed. Giovanni went close when he got a powerful low shot on target in the 81st minute, but Wubiki did better shortly after on what ended up being a wretched night for the away team. By Chief Football Writer Matthew Lindsay. If you are blind or partially sighted, or know somebody who is, they may be eligible to receive a BWBF Sonata Plus Internet Radio, where our daily podcasts are available. To qualify for a free permanent loan from BWBF, you need to be resident in the UK, registered blind or partially sighted, over the age of 8, and in receipt of a means-tested benefit, or have a parent or guardian in receipt if you are under 18. If you think you qualify, you can find your local agent at www.blind.org.uk and remember, when setting up the player, ask for the Q&Review Review channels. Now, back to the main programme. This is an article from Evening Times. 10th of January 2019. Thousands more homes could be set for airplane noise in solution. The UK government has launched a survey on how to grow the aeronautical industry while mitigating noise pollution for communities living near airports. In 2018, Glasgow Airport approved a noise action plan that is expected to lead to improvements for at least 600 homes in Clyde Bank, such as new insulation and tripled glazed windows. But if a lower noise limit was approved by the government, properties as far as Kinfarns Drive in Drumchapel would receive overhauls, a third of Lynn Vale would be covered, and most of the right crook instead of the current narrow wedges of homes. Planned new homes to replace the high flats in Clive Bank and the Clydeside development at Yorker were being just outside the area for compensation. Glasgow Airport last year published noise contour maps showing levels were calculated across the region. The lowest contour is for 51, covering all of White Crook, Linvale, half of Drum Rye, most of Drum Chapel and parts of Knightswood and Yorker, but it is still above the 45 limit recommended by the World Health Organisation. Clyde Bank, MSP Gil Patterson and campaigners have their eyes set on that much lower limit. Tam Brady of White Crook's Aircraft Noise Association, WANA, said unfortunately the people living under a flight path do not receive information directly from the airport or the government. We hope that eligibility for sound insulation measures are introduced by Glasgow Airport. The cost of noise mitigation measures should be at absolutely no cost to residents in White Crook. The consolation runs until April and Mr Petson said he will be making a full submission. He said, I always welcome changes that will bring a positive effect of those living under a flight path, anything that makes life just a bit more bearable. 
Free insulation is a positive step, however. It still goes nowhere near what is required in real terms to protect people properly based on a World Health Organization report published recently. The report states that the level of onset and damage to people's health is significantly lower to 45 than even this new proposal of 60. So the UK government need to do much further if we want to make a real change for the better. The noise contour maps is based on average too low and hides the true scale of the biggest and loudest disruption as well as night flights. Glasgow Airport said they would also make a submission to the UK government about implementing their insulation policy was progressing well. A spokesman said airports in general are assets of strategic national importance, supporting inward investment. Our export markets are tourism. He added, as key drivers of the economy, it's crucial we have a framework in place, and we look forward to engaging with UK government during a consolation period to better understand its position and share our views. The Evening Times News, recorded on the 8th of January 2019. Richard Madden, sister of bodyguard actor, speechless at his Golden Globe, by Graham Murray. The sister of bodyguard actor Richard Madden admitted she was still speechless after her sibling's Golden Globe win. Cara Brown, 35, who lives opposite Pat and Richard Madden's upmarket property in Eldersley, Renfrewshire, had still not heard from the star who shares the same name as his father. Both parents had travelled to the Golden Globe Award ceremony in Los Angeles to be with their son. Ms Brown said, It's amazing. It still hasn't sunk in yet. I can't imagine how they are feeling. I haven't heard from him or from my mum and dad, but I'm sure we will in due course. I'm still speechless. The tree-lined cul-de-sac where the actor's parents live is situated in an affluent part of the village, with views of Eldersley Golf Club course to the rear. Many of the school-aged children in the area attend Glasgow Academy, but the actor attended Castlehead High School in Paisley. His decision then to remain in his own town led to early rules with Pace Theatre in Paisley. The first was a role in the company's theatre adaption of Ian Banks's book, Complicity. This in turn led to him securing a place at the former Royal Scottish Academy of Music and Dance, followed by renowned roles as Rob Stark in Game of Thrones and Sergeant David Budd in BBC drama Bodyguard, which took his star into a new stratosphere. The role received huge plaudits, and the actor's performance as Bodyguard to the Home Secretary captured a new legion of fans impressed by his steely laid-back delivery. But his initial journey into drama began as a schoolboy who took up acting to combat shyness. Grant Mason, chief executive of Pace, said the company was delighted at the former protégé's success. He said he was here from 1998 until 2004. He attended some weekly workshops, and it certainly seemed to capture his imagination. We were inundated with inquiries after Bodyguard. We are obviously really pleased to him, and it's an example of what can be achieved. Previous directors have said he was a great talent, but it's down to his hard work. The Glittering Award Ceremony was held at the Beverly Hilton in Los Angeles, and was also saw Glenn Close and Olivia Coleman winning awards. But the actor first paid tribute to his family in his acceptance speech before thanking others. He said, Mum and Dad, who flew all the way from Scotland, I wouldn't be here without you. I didn't see this coming at all. I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for the amazing crew and cast who made Bodyguard, who worked really hard over the course of five months. By Graham Murray. This is an article from the Evening Times, 10th of January 2019. Connor Culper. Girl jailed for life after knifing lad to death at a Holytown party. The vicious teen, who cannot be named for legal reasons, was told by a judge the attack was brutal, deliberate and unprovoked. 
For a girl who wore a white shirt, black cardigan and a black skirt as she sat in a dock was told she had shown no empathy to the boy's family. Her victim, Connor Cowper, 18, died at the scene of the attack at a flat in Spurs Lane, Hoytown, Lanarkshire, on April 12, 2018. A jury was told Connor fancied a teenage delinquent, but she stabbed him after he called her a stupid wee girl. Judge Lord Arthurson told the teenage killer Connor Cowper was in the wrong place at the wrong time, that is to say, in your company when you were high on drugs and alcohol and had access to a bladed weapon. He said that Connor was, to all intents and purpose, a stranger to the girl, and had met him the same night she took his life by plunging a kitchen knife four inches deep into his neck. Lord Orphison said this was committed while he was still a child under the influence of alcohol and cocaine, and he praised Connor's family, saying they had behaved with silent dignity throughout the trial, which was held at a high court in Glasgow. The girl denied murder, claiming self-defence, but jurors convicted her in December last year. I saw no evidence of this in a trial, or in a course of your evidence. The girl had been expelled in her first year of secondary school for attacking a pupil of additional needs, for court heard, and she had a history of violence and possession of bladed weapons. Senior counsel for the girl, Anthony Graham QC, said from the age of 12 to 15, she had no boundaries. From 15 to where we are today, she has existed in a world where she should not have been. The girl had left home at 15 and lived with an older man where she was suspected of domestic abuse, Mr Graham said. And he spoke of a lack of positive influence in her formative years. Mr Graham added she was barely 17 when this offence occurred. Sentencing, Lord Arifan said you were pregnant at the time you committed this offence and had a boundary of your child while in custody. In particular, I note your considerable youth and vulnerability and the consequences for you being separate from your child. The girl was sentenced to life at a hearing at a high court in Edinburgh and she was told to spend a period of 16 years in custody which began from last April when she was remanded. The Evening Times Sport Recorded on the 9th of January 2019 Connor Goldson Rangers won't be afraid of a title challenge with Defoe and Davis on board at Ibrox by group singer sports writer Chris Rudrak. Connor Goldson reckons the arrivals of Jermaine Defoe and Stephen Davis proved there will be no fear factor for Rangers during the Premiership title run in this term. Boss Stephen Gerrard has completed two headline-grabbing deals this month when both Defoe and Davis have joined up with the Light Blues at their winter base in Tenerife. Rangers are level on points with Celtic at the top of the table, following their 1-0 Old Firm win at Ibrox before the Premiership shutdown. And defender Goldson is pleased to keep the momentum building as the Gerrards set their sights on the silverware season. He said it's a lift that just adds to the squad. It brings a good amount of experience. It brings people who have been at the highest level and done it, and aren't going to get afraid if we are up there in a title race. The good teams always improve, and so far the gaffer has gone about doing that in the transfer window. The one thing I'll say is that the size of this club deserves to have players like that playing for them. We deserve to attract those kinds of players, because the club is huge. You don't understand it when you are in England, but this club deserves to have the best available players to help them try and win things, because it's been a long time since we have, and that's something we need to aim for. We need to go as far as we can in the league, try and win as many games as possible. We have got the cup coming up. We need to go as far as we can in that. Rangers fans are daring to dream of a potential Premiership triumph this season after Gerrard's side hold themselves into title contention with that old firm victory. Golson heard all about the supposed gap across the Glasgow divide when he joined the late Blues from Brighton in the summer. But his assertion after the first derby at Parkhead that Rangers could more than complete this term has proven to be accurate so far. 
Goldson said, My words were taken completely the wrong way there. We went to Marbella in pre-season and a lot of the boys were saying how great they were and how we were miles away from them and what the results had been like in the last few years. The three words of they're not Barcelona got put on every single headline. That wasn't what I actually said. I just said that the gap wasn't as big as I thought it was. It shows that when we play how we can, we are a match for anyone. We have said from day one that we need to forget about this gap that everyone talks about. The new manager has to come in and close the gap to be successful. But we are a big club with a good team. And if we want to be successful, we need to aim as high as we can and get as many points as we can. We have dropped a few where we shouldn't have this season. But we are in the mix and we have given ourselves great chances to try and be successful in the second half of the season. By Gersinger Sports Writer, Chris Jack. Remember, this weekly digest programme is just a selection of what we produce. You can access more daily content online for free at qnreview.com forward slash free podcasts for free daily podcasts of the Herald Scotland and Evening Times and weekly digests of the National and Inside Soap magazine. Alternatively, you can access all of these services via a BWBF Sonata Plus internet radio player. Now, back to the main programme. This is an article from the Evening Times, 14th of December 2018. Labour call for collective support, spring burn site jobs affected. Glasgow North East MP Paul Sweeney will meet with the trade union representatives in Springburn on Friday after bosses announced closure plans on Wednesday. He will be joined by Scottish Labour leader Richard Leonard at the site and is calling for further support for the Scottish Government and Scottish Enterprise. Better known as St Rolex Railway Works, or the Galley for Plants Work back to 1856 and has been labelled iconic by politicians. Mr Sweeney said this is one of just three railway maintenance plans left in Scotland and is now a modernised centre of excellence. Its closure would be a hammer blow for our community. Our city and our country, I will do anything I can and I will tirelessly at all levels of government to save it. We were in this sorry situation back in 2013, but with hard work managed to find a successful way back for the Cali. By exploring all possible options to get new contracts into the site along with new investment to enable electrified access to the main railway, I am hoping we can do the same again. After the recent announcement of a major new train factory to develop at Norrington Fife, St Rolox should be looking forward to forming part of a grown railway supply chain in Scotland. Not a sudden closure by a new owner looking for a quick exit from the site before properly exploring all options for its future. On Wednesday it was reported the Scottish Government was disappointed with the announcement. Nicola Sturgeon was asked about the plan to First Minister's questions on Thursday and announced a meeting between interested parties would be convened. However, bosses at the Springburn plant stressed that these were only proposals to close the facility at this stage and no final decision has been taken. Our priority now is to provide them with most effective support with both collective and individual constellations. We will provide all assistance possible to help staff understand the options available to them and keep them fully informed on the constellation process. The Evening Times News recorded on the 9th of January 2019. Neighbour recorded thumping noises coming from Castlemilk Flat on night of alleged murder from the Evening Times Online. A woman told the murder trial she was wakened at 3am by sounds of thumping coming from the flat above. Shinara Fraser, 30, a shop worker, was giving evidence at the trial of Mohammed Ralph, 42, 
Shahida Abid, 33, and Saima Hayat, 33, who deny murdering 49-year-old Haider Hayat by striking him on the head and body with a hammer and a knife on April the 3rd last year at a flat in Raveburn Road, Castlemilk, Glasgow. They also deny attempting to defeat the ends of justice by washing bloodstained clothing and concocting a false story. In evidence, Ms Fraser told prosecutor Richard Goddard, QC, there was like thumping noises and other noises. I heard a man saying something like El Paolo or El Pablo. It sounded as if someone pressed down on him and he tried to kind of shout it out. It sounded like air was being forced out of his lungs. Miss Fraser told the High Court in Glasgow that she recorded the sounds because she had complained previously about noise coming from the flat occupied by Hayat and her five children. She said I was told to record any noise, so I did. The jury was played two short recordings from her phone. In the first, a man can be heard saying something, and in the second tape there is continuous thumping. Mr Goddard asked Miss Fraser, What could you hear in the second recording? And she replied, Just continuous thumping, it's horrible sounding. Earlier, Mohammed Azif, 59, who is Mr Hayat's brother, claimed that his brother was terrified of his wife, Simon Hayat. He told the jury she planned to do him in. He was scared of this woman. Mr Azif claimed that his brother had been assaulted by his wife in 2013 and in 2018. From the Evening Times Online. This is an article from the Evening Times. 14th of December 2018. Councillors join forces in bid to seek ban on sale of fireworks. For movers received cross-party support among for Pollock Shields councillors who have agreed to write to Westminster in a bid to achieve the ban. They will reach out to Kelly Fortalist, Minister for Small Businesses, Consumer and Cooperative Responsibility, as they believe a ban would improve public safety and reduce environmental harm. The motion, which not include licensed events, comes after three old girls left with serious burns when a firework was set off inside their clothes. Around 40 people involved in the reform issue of the high-grade fireworks on November 5th, trapping people in their homes. Police officers were also forced to withdraw a coming under a direct attack. Councillors John Moynex, Green Norman McLeod, SMP David Mickey, Tory and Hannah Fraja neighbour, agree action is needed to ensure this doesn't happen again and has set up a joint action plan with Police Fight and Rescue Service trading standards and community representatives. The Scottish Government has agreed to consult on fireworks regulation after 300,000 people signed a petition to Westminster calling them to be banned. The petition was debated in the House of Commons last month. There was currently a two-week period for members of the community to buy fireworks in Scotland. The Evening Times News, recorded on the 8th of January 2019. Park Circus doctor clung on to car as Drumchapel thug tried to steal it in violent robbery. From the Evening Times Online, a brave doctor was left badly hurt after trying to stop a violent thief from stealing his car. Andrew Naff tackled Michael McDonald, who apparently wanted to buy the medic's Volkswagen Golf. McDonald, from Drumchapel, had turned up at Dr Naff's home in Glasgow's Park Circus after the motor was advertised for sale on Gumtree last June. But after a quick chest drive, the thug then sped off as the doctor clung onto the Volkswagen to prevent it being taken. Dr Naff's foot got trapped in a door at one point during the terrifying incident. The court heard MacDonald repeatedly shouted to Dr Naff. He eventually managed to leap for safety before police were initially unable to catch MacDonald during a high-speed chase. However, MacDonald was later snared when keys to the car were found lying in a block of flats he was traced to. A judge heard today how the doctor still has not fully recovered after suffering a fractured collarbone. 
McDonald now faces jail after he admitted at the High Court in Glasgow to assaulting and robbing Dr Naff. He was remanded in custody, pending sentencing next month. McDonald had faced an attempted murder accusation today, but he pleaded guilty to the reduced charge of assaulting and robbing the doctor to his severe injury, permanent disfigurement and impairment, as well as to the danger of life. McDonald also admitted dangerous driving. Lady Stacey deferred sentencing for reports. From the Evening Times Online. This is an article from the Evening Times. 14th of December 2018. Redden Venue steps in to help Glasgow couples as luxury hotel goes into administration. Rosebank Hotel has opened its doors to brides-to-be following a sudden closure of Burnhouse Manor Hotel. We previously told how several Glasgow couples have been forced to cancel their weddings after Harlow Hotel's LTD and related venues including the Crowwood House Hotel went under. Despite the Crowwood House Hotel and Cumbernauld Road still operating customers have been told by administrators that their money has been lost. James Smith, owner of the Rosebank Hotel, has already managed to accommodate one couple who were jilted by their venue just months before the big day. The businessman said we have been indicated for different couples who have lost their whole wedding and so far we've managed to get one couple booked in with a discounted rate. I approached the Burnhouse Manor to offer to help their customers who were upset with the situation but they refused me entry. He said, I spoke to those in charge of the administration and was told I've lost all money paid to the hotel as it went into their main account instead of a separate holding account. If a new owner is found, it's up to them if want to honour the wedding as they will be losing money because the wedding funds are paid to your company. FRP Advisory LLP Joint Administrators of Beza Properties read port to comment. Q and Review Print Speaking to the Blind are a charity based in Bishop Briggs. We're currently looking to recruit volunteer access to audio ambassadors in Eastern Bartonshire to place leaflets and business cards at businesses, shops and amenities in the area and to show the public how to listen to daily and weekly online articles from the Herald Scotland, Evening Times, The National and Inside Soap magazine for free. If you would like to volunteer and become an access to audio ambassador, please contact Michael Rankin on 0141 772 3976 or email aaatl at qandreview.com. That's qandreview.com. at qandreview.com. In addition, we are also recruiting for volunteer readers and technicians. If you're interested in reading or technically supporting a recording team, please contact us on 0141-772-3976 or email information at qandreview.com. Details of all of our volunteering opportunities are available on our website at qandreview.com. Thank you. Now, back to the main programme. The Evening Times News recorded on the 9th of January 2019. Glasgow pub Lauders working towards reopening a year after being closed by Victoria's nightclub fire by Holly Lennon. A popular pub is set to reopen a year after it was closed due to the first major fire at Tetsuke Hill Street. Lauders Bar have set a provisional opening date for March after finally being given access to the property. As previously reported by the Evening Times, the pub which is situated next to the Pavilion Theatre said that the fire at Victoria's nightclub and subsequent demolition works caused damage to both their roof and the gable end of the building. The pub which is owned by the same team behind the Horseshoe Bar and the auctioneers in the city also claimed that it has been difficult to obtain building warrants following the blaze in March 2018. 
Ownerside planned to reopen in November after seeking approval from the City Council in order to commence the works, but were held up by the slow and frustrating process. They have now been given access to the site, more than eight months on, meaning builders are able to start construction work. A statement posted on our social media explained, We are working towards a date in March, and even though it's still a couple months away, we have a light at the end of the tunnel. We can't begin to explain how excited we are to hear this news and we can't wait to get back open. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts for all of your support, and we hope you'll all be just as excited as we are. See you soon. The pub had to stop trading last year when a fire destroyed Victoria's nightclub on Suck Hill Street. At the height of the blaze, more than 120 firefighters and 20 fire engines were mobilised to the city centre to fight the fire. Following a lengthy cordon, the building was eventually pulled down and the majority of businesses were able to return to normality. By Holly Lennon. This is an article from the Evening Times, 14th of December 2018. Callum McGregor don't call us lucky when we got out of a group of nine points. Brendan Rodgers' side looked to be going out for tournament only for an 86-minute Rosenborg leveller in Germany to knock Leipzig out of the enable Celtic to progress. And while Gregor got to rub of the green on the night they toiled, McGregor has insisted that overall our nine points was worthy of progression. People might look at it and say we got lucky, but you have to look at the big picture. We took nine points in what was a really tough group, said a Scotland internationalist. We did pretty well over the place, and I think we deserve a chance to get through now. We always look on a positive. We know it wasn't the best performance of the night, but we have got where we want to be, and that's what it counts. It would have been nice to get the victory, but you have to remember that we are a quality side. They got to the semi-finals last season, and if you had told us at the start of the campaign that we'd get nine points and make a through, then we would have been delighted with that. The performance wasn't great, but then I felt that the last ten minutes has actually looked as though we could still grab something. And then we kind of worked out, and it had happened with the reaction of the crowd, and we were just happy to go through. It is probably the strangest night I've ever been involved in. It was incredible, and it felt really weird. And McGregor was also pleased that Craig Gordon's straight for Salzburg's second goal would be overlooked by the fact it did not cost Celtic a place in the tournament. The goalkeeper held his hands up after grifting the horse to second goal, and McGregor insisted that the stopper deserved to be applauded for his performance overall. Meanwhile, McGregor applauded the Parkhead's support for their vocal backing of Lee Griffiths during the game. The stadium chanted the striker's name in the ninth minute, where the banner was unveiled, which read, It's okay to not be okay. You will never walk alone. The Evening Times News, recorded on the 8th of January 2019. Mass meeting called in battle to save Whitehill Pool from closure threat, by Holly Lennon. Members of Swimming Club dating back more than 40 years, have organised a public meeting to oppose its possible closure. Whitehill Swimming Pool was one of several leisure centres earmarked for potential closure in elite council budget published by the Evening Times. Following the launch of a petition, which has attracted over 2,300 signatures in less than a week, the group is holding a meeting to discuss their next steps with the public and elected officials. Elaine Laurie, who is spearheading the campaign, has been a member of the club, for more than 35 years, the Whitehill Swimming Pool Committee member said the potential closure could negatively impact on the health of residents from Deniston and the wider Glasgow area. She added, it's something that's too big to use. We all panicked, we're all voluntary, so what we do, we do for the children. We've got around 20 staff members, 10 of those are committee, and we have people who have been there over 30 years.
We don't get paid, and the majority do it on their own time, including organising classes. It's something that we feel is very important. The children travel from everywhere, including Mary Hill, because we're the cheapest lessons in the city, because we're private and it's entirely voluntary. It's like a family. We had 300 pantomime seats for the children. If the club is closed, there's people who wouldn't be able to afford to go elsewhere. As previously reported by the Evening Times, charges for bulk uplift collections, an increase in street parking costs, and bin collections every three weeks are being considered to save Glasgow City Council cash this year. Barlia Sports Centre, Bell Houston Bowls, Drumchapel Pool, Lister Street Bowls, Whitehill Pool, Greenfield, Rutchell Golf, Haghill, Ibrooks, John Paul, Lock End and Stepford are all listed for possible closure. Elaine added, we want to voice our opinion to the extent that they'll think again and realise how much of an impact this will have on everyone. We want to tell them, think again and go elsewhere to save money. A meeting to discuss the plans will be held as part of the Denston Community Council meeting tonight at 7pm in Denston Library. By Holly Lennon. The Evening Times News, recorded on the 14th of December 2018. Police investigating break-in at Sir Paul McCartney's home as he heads to play in Glasgow. By Senior Digital Journalist Aftab Ali. Police are investigating a break-in at Sir Paul McCartney's London home as he heads to perform in Glasgow. Thieves targeted the former Beatles' house in St John's Wood. At around 6.20pm on Friday, December 7th, a Scotland Yard spokesman confirmed they were called to a property and found signs of forced entry. No arrests have been made and the investigation continues, they added. It is unknown if the musician, 76, or his wife, Nancy Shevel, were home at the time of the break-in, which came days before Sir Paul played the gig in his hometown of Liverpool on Wednesday. The veteran star performed 38 songs as part of the UK leg of his Freshen Up tour. Sir Paul is due to play at Glasgow's SSE Hydro tonight. This is not the first time a former Beatle has been targeted by burglars. George Harrison was knifed in the chest by an intruder at his Oxfordshire home in December 1999. By senior digital journalist Aftab Ali. Thank you for listening to this week's edition of the Evening Times. This weekly talking newspaper digest was a Q&Review and Review recording service production. The readers were volunteers at Q&Review and, Review, and the producer was Jordan Duncan. Q&Review Review Recording Service Limited is a registered Scottish charity, number SC018016. Our registered office is at 18 Crowhill Road, Bishop Briggs, Glasgow, G641QY. Remember, you can always get in contact with us by email at information at qandreview.com or by leaving us a message on our answering service at 0141 772 3976.